Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of our Mondelez Bite podcast, where we lift the lid on all things Mondelez in the UK. I'm Andy Beer, one of our UK sales directors. And I'm Dawn Davis. I'm an IT project manager. Thanks for joining us, Dawn. And today we're unwrapping our approach to sustainability and packaging, in particular at Mondelez. Sustainability is top of mind as the UK hosts COP26 later this year. Dawn, we haven't seen each other for a while since we last worked on uh, a snackathon and and shrink of tears. So we're going to come on to more about Mondelez and and what we're doing as a business, um, especially with kind of the the focus of COP26 later this year. You know, we'll we'll touch on that later. But before we we get into that, I thought it would be great to, to have a bit of a discussion really around kind of what are we doing to try and be more sustainable in our lives and at home. So uh, I thought I'd hand that one over to you to see what you're doing in your life. Yeah, it's really interesting since being in lockdown in the last year with having both my kids home, working from home all year, that the volume of products in my own house is just exponentially increased. And it's trying to educate my children and my husband that the packaging doesn't go in the bin, it goes in the recycling. And also what even our local council's policies for recycling are, what we can do and what we can't do. And even when our cross trailer broke, which was devastating for quite a while, um, getting it taken away by a scrap metal merchant. So it wasn't just thrown away and in, in into landfill. So it's been an interesting year. And Andy, what have you been up to? <laughs> what I've been up to? It's, uh, yeah, like you, I've been on a bit of an interesting journey here. I'm not going to hide and say that, you know, I was sustainably conscious a couple of years ago. And I think the fact you touched on a couple of bits there around, you know, education and understanding and keeping it simple. You know, I, I, I found it really confusing. And if I'm honest, I didn't think my contribution could make a difference. So, you know, I did think about it, but I didn't really do it. And I think, you know, I've been really lucky to be given the opportunity by Mondelez to to get closer to this subject. And that in turn has enabled me to educate myself around kind of, you know, sustainability and recycling in particular. And, you know, I've gone from not recycling to, you know, filling my my three bins, and my caddy and my other bin pretty much most weeks, which is frightening, really, because it's stuff that I never used to separate. So, you know, I, I definitely am more conscious in that space. I think I've also, you know, I, I, as you know, I had a, a baby daughter last year and kind of since going through that, I've also felt two things, really. One, really kind of conscious about the future and future generations and kind of what Greta's done and some of the things around that that space, I can really understand and feel that and kind of I feel consciously responsible for the future, which is weird because I didn't before, if I'm honest. And and the second thing is, is kind of as I go through, you know, nappies, for example, and I emptied a nappy bin and I'm at the amount I put in my bin, I'm really conscious as well that I should be doing more. So I think for me, I've made a, a big shift towards kind of recycling day to day stuff. But you know, I could do a much better job on food waste because I know that I don't put that all in the in the recycling bin. And, you know, I, I, I have thought about reusable nappies, but haven't. And, you know, that's the bit for me. I think I can do a lot more. So, you know, I guess um, I'd like to make a bit of a commitment to kind of do more. And, and for me, it would be in that space of maybe try not to eat meat seven days a week and, and trying to do a bit more around food waste. They're probably my two bits that and I think I could do more myself to make a bigger difference. So, uh yeah, that would be for me. What What about you? Are you, uh, as you said, with all the products in your house and and what's happening? Are you Are you thinking that you could do more? Totally, Andy. I think everyone could do more. Though, couldn't they couldn't be. That's That's the point. I think you know, touching on the food waste, we we do 
we have a big American fridge freezer and things get buried in the back of it and then suddenly go out of date. And it's understanding the best before end versus the use by, isn't it? So, you know, what, what can be used and when and just uh, we have a weekly repeat shopping and, and the same things go on and just trying to think more about do we really need that this week and should we actually wait till the following week to get it? So that that's the next one because I think we've got there in the household about the, the plastic and the recycling, the glass and the recycling, the cardboard and the paper, but it's how much further can I go? And also encourage my, my teenagers to do it because they just chuck everything in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> And what, why do you think that is, the younger generation? Because it's easy. They they can just put it in the bin and mum comes and collects a bin and it, it, it's gone. Whereas, you know, and they probably don't fully understand what that means and what that's going to do to our planet. So, yeah, I am, I'm a bit of a nag about it. And if I see something in the bin, it gets removed. <laughs> No, you're you're 100 right, and I feel that the, the the ease and the education piece for me are two that that has been the shift for me. So I can I can I can uh, resonate with with exactly their behaviours. Um, look, it would be great. You know, I think one of the things that kind of our experience on this working together a couple of years back was kind of I got involved in uh, an output of something that you kind of led through the business and saw your passion along with three other kind of musketeers if you like to put it towards <laughs> kind of the snackathon so it'd be just great to kind of share that journey that you went on through snackathon and where that kind of ended up yeah uh, Andy it was a great experience just to start off with so gosh it's it was about 18 months ago now it all sort of started and and Mondelez if you remember, did a competition called the Snackathon, uh, where they were looking for just great ideas from from anyone around the business that that we could scale up and do something with. So, with three of my lovely colleagues, Kev, Neil, and Pavlo, we we submitted our idea to Snackathon and called ourselves the the Four Trinketeers. And it was we wanted to keep it really simple but it was all about just making our packaging the right size for the product that's in it one it's just a fantastic way of being environmentally friendly and and it shows the right approach for for everyone that we're thinking the right way so snackathon there was oh gosh there was about 600 entities if i remember correctly and then the top 25 went to a real event in, in zurich by our head office and we and had Dawn, to... just on that before mm. you what I think is really interesting just because I didn't I wasn't that close to Snackathon mm. really I knew it was happening but you, you know this wasn't just about sustainable focus was it it was, no. it was ideas across you could you know product innovation etc right totally it was about any idea that was just a good idea that hadn't been thought of before and there was some wonderful ideas about how we did our transport a digitalization of how we could work deliver a product in a totally different way to our our customers via you know networks that are out there there were some great ideas and and it was such a fantastic experience to see these grassroots ideas that everyone's got an idea in their head and and don't want to shout out because oh it's obviously not a good idea because it hasn't been thought of so it was and, and many even though there was only three winners out of the whole 25 many 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 of the 25 were actually put into to regular projects and and progressed you know one was um in our biscuits trays to to take away the plastic and put paper in for example so so we were very lucky to win which was amazing so we were able to then carry on and develop our idea and 
it was a bit like, how do we do this? Mondelez is huge. We work across the globe. Our primary focus was Europe. So, so how do we reach out to all of these markets and get this embedded? Because this is how you change it. You make it habit. You embed it into the process of how we work every day. And that's the first thought when people are creating new products and changing products of how can we do it right first time? So we created a whole process linking into marketing, linking into our product change managers on how we embed that mindset naturally within our business. And it's been an amazing year, even with lockdown, to see all of the ideas come out of that and seeing it happen naturally within our business without us having to intervene or a prompt. And actually, it's made our jobs rather easy now because it is happening naturally. You know, there's not a lot that we need to do to support. So it's just, it's lovely every day we spot a new product and also seeing many other companies out there doing it as well. We get quite excited when we see reduced packaging labels on things and it, everyone's doing the right thing. Um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. I touched on it in kind of what shifted me personally, and it was it was just getting closer to our strategy. And as part of the the sales team, you know, back to your point of living and breathing through the business and being kind of end to end. You know, I was kind of representing and part of the sales lens on on our strategy across uh, across sustainability. And and I think you know the first bit before we dive into packaging is we always want to bring it back up, um, you know, to kind of core guiding principles around sustainable snacking and and that bit about helping the planet and people thrive. And I think you know the first bit for me is just you know there's kind of four areas where we focus our strategy, and you know we we want to make sure we're focusing in the areas we can make the biggest difference. So. First and foremost, uh, as you kind of see, if you can see the chart or if you're listening, you can't see the chart, but um, effectively, the first bit is sustainable ingredients. You know, we need to build a resilient supply chain, you know, ensuring that the sustainability of our ingredients um, are sustainable. So, you know, that's things like driving out forest uh, deforestation, protecting natural resources and enhancing the businesses of our farmers. So that's kind of the first pillar. And, you know, we've got big commitments in here towards our goals. You know, we will be um 100% sustainably sourced behind you know wheat through harmony and also chocolate through cocoa so you know that's two big initiatives we set up and I'm super super proud of um in terms of the middle one effectively around the environmental impact you know it's super important that we think about the environmental impact and footprint and make sure you know using natural resources resources more efficiently and renewably across the entire end to end value chain Packaging innovation, I'm going to come on to a minute because that's exactly where you just touched on, which is around shrinker tears um, and kind of what we can do around pack light and right, which is kind of our packaging innovation strategy. Um, and that's all about improving the recycling and recyclability of our products to create zero net waste. And again, we've got a big, bold commitment in there, which we're on great progress really at the minute to get to 100 um, percent recyclable product um, and packaging by 2025. And then finally, you know, we need to respect the rights and well-being of the people who live and work in the communities we touch. And again, this is something I'm super passionate about, you know, from kind of farming communities where we source our raw materials all the way through to the factories where we manufacture our snacks. You know, we have to stand up for the rights of everyone um, across all of our value chains. So that's kind of our our global strategy, really. Uh, Sustainability is so, so important. It's our children and our grandchildren's future and beyond. And Mondelez wants to be part of that and and lead forward surely to do the right thing like you say pack light and right let's pack our products the right way 
And did you believe that before Snackathon? Honestly, I honestly thought our idea wouldn't win because it's a lot of work. It's not as simple as just cutting the top off the packet. It's not as simple as taking a little bit out of out of a box. It's it's changing the artwork. It's thinking about how to reshape that. It's, it's changing our production lines. You know, we have so many production sites and sometimes it's, it's very expensive. It's not not the most cost effective thing to do. But I was so pleased when we did one. <laughs> And I guess now seeing, you know, let's just take the bags example that you you shared. I mean, mm. you know, I'm close to that one. It's something that, you know, yeah. kind of was inspired through through the Snackathon and the Shunketeers. And, you know, we did, didn't we, this year remove 15% of, of our packaging from our share bags. You know, not only, as you said, is that taking packaging out of the product, it also, you know, is amazing in the sense that it took 14% trucks off the road because obviously you were shipping less air so you know it's an amazing thing to see that in market and I guess when you walked around and you saw that call out on pack and the change that we made I think pretty much within 12 to 18 months which is pretty quick for Mondelez so you know what what were your thoughts and feelings when you saw that live in supermarkets and stores across the country? I was over the moon I was that person taking a photo of it and said they told my friends cook I did that (laughs) um and it's also it, it, exactly like you say, it's about, you know, the, the truck miles, but it's also the truck miles from our customers perspective. Our consumers can get more things in the boot of their car. You know, it's it's all that knock on effect as well. But yes, yeah, so, 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 so terribly proud of, of that pack. And it's nice to see that many, many other suppliers are following the lead. And I guess, you know, it's funny, isn't it? Because, you know, I love working for this business and the products we do because, you know, I love food and I love kind of the interaction of the products and they always create a conversation, don't they? Everyone's got an opinion or a view on mm-hmm. on the, the great brands we're lucky enough to, to make and sell. So I guess the bit for me, kind of another one that's been really there as a result of Pat Light and Wright is around the material and kind of Easter and, you know, this Easter kind of just going, we've kind of completed the journey towards removing all of our plastic windows. It's another thing, I think, out of some of the work that's created around making the pack right and making it with the right materials. You know, again, that's a great thing to see from from us as a, as a shopper and someone that goes around and sees. So I think it's another great example that's that's come out of Pat Light and Right. And then finally, Dawn, kind of just as you've you've shared, I guess, what what do you think the future could hold behind Pat Light and Right for the business and versus your expectations or hopes? What could that future look like when you kind of were looking into what Shrinketeers could deliver and we could do as a business? That's a really good question, Andy. Now you've got me thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I think the most important thing out of all of this is we make this natural. This is how we operate. You know, we do the right thing when we're creating the next big new product that that's first and foremost in our R&D's mind, in our project change manager's mind, in our marketing colleagues' mind, and even in sales, you know, because they're ultimately going to be selling the product to our customers, that we've delivered the right product, the right packaging for that product, but still delivering the great messages on those products to our consumers. That just, I want it to be habit. I want it to be the first thing we do. I think you're you're incredibly right and you should feel incredibly proud about the 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 job that you know I felt the passion 
that you have and the shift you've created in the business as as the four of you kind of embedding it in our business really and it's part of what we do and it's living and breathing right now and you know that's something that you know is amazing that that shift can be created on such a big business and in a pretty short period of time so it's great to see the uh, the, the commitment from the business to support a, a brilliant idea and, and loads of passion in the right space exactly thank you andy but i understand you've been closer to the uk strategy what are we doing as a business to help create a future and how is that visible locally yeah no you're 100 right dawn i've been super lucky to be part of our local strategy regarding sustainability and you know our commitment there is to you know long-term vision is to get to zero net waste um you know, you've touched on it already. We have a clear packaging strategy around pack light and pack right, which links to our kind of the right snacking approach. And, you know, there's three elements of that. You know, the first bit is packaging optimization. And under that, I always try to think of the two R's, which is around remove it and reduce it. And I'll give a couple of examples against that in a minute. You know, the middle one is very much around recycling um, and how do we make our products recyclable and actually recycled. And then the third one is all around the consumer. So how do we help the consumer? And I touched on this personally earlier around it is complex. It's not easy. And I think even with good intent, sometimes it's difficult to know what goes in what bin. And I think I've got five of them, as I mentioned earlier. So, you know, it's it's how do you put the right thing and confidence and, and educating people is super important. So, you know, under those kind of three buckets, I'll just touch on a couple of examples that we brought to life kind of in 2020, 2021. So the first one is around kind of remove it. So, you know, removing packaging where it doesn't form a functional barrier to protect. And, you know, we need to make sure we protect food because food waste is is significantly more damaging than 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 packaging so you know we need to make sure quality and safety is really important and where we've done this is hopefully if you've got an adult selection box this Christmas and Dawn I'm sure you had uh, a few in the family um, is you know we removed the plastic tray within the adult selection box so over a million trays we removed at Christmas and again I'm I'm sure like me you had a fair few Cadbury Easter eggs in your your house uh, when you went to kind of um, throw them away you probably realize two things one is you know it had no plastic window so really proud of getting to 100% window free across our shell egg range and removing six and a half million plastic windows this Easter and then also you know as you probably went to scrunch up the fall and fold up the card you probably thought where does it go and on the back you know the team have done a brilliant job in seasonal around making it simple and making it easy to understand you know the two things you know unwrap a good habit is on the back of it and it's be a good egg and you know it sounds really simple but it you know it just really helps you know where does the card go where does the foil go and it breaks out the materials so you know where to put it so you know that's a really really important piece and then finally around kind of recycling a couple of things you know we're at 97.2 percent of recyclable material now um locally and and that's that's a brilliant position to be in but we're not going to stop there as you know we need to get to 100 percent by 2025 and then, you know, within that, you know, we're we're leading the way in, in kind of chemical recycling and recycled content. So, you know, in a recent announcement we've made as a business in 2022, Philadelphia, I think the first chilled global manufacturer is uh, is using recycled content. And we're going to have over 50 percent of recycled content in Philadelphia. So, you know, that's a real step change in our kind of circular economy and closed loop commitment. So not only are we using recyclable material, we're going to use recycled content in it as well. So, you know, a few things there that bring our strategy to life that, you know, is super inspiring to see and great to see that playing through against our strategy. Andy, that's brilliant. It's so great to be reminded of all the things that we've done in really in just one year already. 
Um, but how are we reaching out to any external companies? How are we leveraging this going forward with them? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a great question because I think what's really clear is we can't do it on our own and we come together with other kind of retailers, manufacturers and joining key kind of uh, initiatives and schemes. And, you know, you can see in front of you there if you've got the chart. Um, if you haven't, I'll call them out. You know, two that we are um, in partnership with. One is the uh, UK Plastic Pact. Um, and the other is the Ellen MacArthur Foundation's uh, New Plastics Economy Global Commitment. And, you know, they're two, two initiatives and partnerships that we've uh, we've signed up to that kind of align to our ambition and our approach around, you know, 100 percent of plastic packaging to be reusable, recyclable, you know, using 5 percent recycled content. And hence why what we're doing and focusing on around Philadelphia and Dairyly Lunchables, for example, around using recycled content all with the ambition of you know kind of eliminating problematic or unnecessary plastic packaging by 2025 to you know have a collective ambition to tackle plastic waste and make sure the circular economy is at the heart of everything we do and you know that's something that is great to be a part of to to make a real difference and a real change in the industry. Andy that's really exciting I can't wait to see that happening um, later this year thank you so much. No, thank you, Dawn, for taking the time to join uh, the Mondelez Bike podcast today for all of your passion and energy that went into the Snackathon and Shrink of Tears and, you know, where we're, we're ending up as a business. And, and, you know, thanks to our listeners as well. And until next time, um, have a great day and we hope you can join the fourth podcast. Music.